0: What an awesome morning of testimonies. Look what the Lord has done. People are sharing what God's doing in their lives. I have a PowerPoint somewhere. Every time I get up and speak, I put our logo because that's how God speaks to me. Our logo is two hearts in his hand. Our hearts in his hand with his heart. It's always heart to heart. That's how we hear God. We put our head on his heart. He's already given us his heart. He gave us a new heart and a new spirit. It's heart to heart that activates that new heart. So we all have new hearts. So God's just healing anything that would separate our hearts, any of the wounds. And this week, I dropped a whole thing of oil on my top. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I remembered talking to God about 15 years ago. And I was in the grocery store and I was buying peanut butter for Dan. My husband's name's Dan. He likes peanut butter, but I never buy it. So there I am looking at peanut butter and I'm going, crunchy, okay, smooth, extra smooth. There was extra crunchy, crunchy, smooth, and extra smooth. And I was like, which one do I buy? And then all of a sudden, because I was in a pressing time, I was being pressed. I said, God, You're going to make us into peanut oil, aren't you? (laughs) You want to get the crunchy out. You want to make us smooth. But even smooth, you want us to be oil poured out. And that's Holy Spirit in our lives. That we're pouring out oil because Holy Spirit's pouring oil into our foundation, into our heart, wherever there's cracks. And we're in a back to basic season. We're in a back to on the word season. We're back into, if we heard it today, standing on the word of God. It's powerful. It's a two-edged sword in your mouth. And sometimes we have to go through a season to come back and start a new season again. Every year has seasons. Every year has new beginnings. And God's saying, this is a new beginning to get back on the word. This is a new beginning to stay in the river of grace. A river has banks. Grace has banks. Love has banks. Love has correction. You're my sons indeed if you receive my correction. Do you have testimonies of God's correction that you can share with people that'll help them And they'll say, oh, because it's the word of truth isn't in our head. It's not knowledge and information. We believe from our hearts. We believe from our hearts. As we believe in our hearts, we confess with our mouth what we believe in our heart. But we can also confess with our mouth what's in our head. And Holy Spirit's our teacher. I'm not your teacher. So last week, we heard two people get up today and talk about the promises of God and how God, Holy Spirit, spoke to their heart Why? Because the word of God was being spoken. And he watches over his word to perform it. So all we do is speak the truth. And he goes, oh, that really pleases me. I'm going to watch over that to perform that. And it's going to accomplish for what it's sent to do. Because hearts said yes. A mama's heart said yes. A mama's heart was open. A mama's heart was saying, here's my wound. I don't understand your word. I don't understand because this is your promise, but a revelation that Jesus is the promise. Every promise is in him, yes and amen. Some things we're not gonna see fulfilled in our lifetime, but our children might or our children's children, and some things we just can't lean on our own understanding. He surpasses our understanding. The peace of God in our heart surpasses our understanding of the why because we have prophetic words, we have the word of God and it hasn't happened and so we're like, why? But he wants you to be at peace, he wants you heart to heart, he wants you filled with peace because he's the God of peace that will crush Satan beneath your feet. What is Satan? The liar, the accuser, doubt and unbelief, hopelessness, fear, anything that would stop us from being heart to heart. We are heart to heart. And I, when we had Janet here, I actually saw hearts coming out of chests, enlarged. I don't know if you ever heard of the horse secretary. It had, he had a bigger heart than most horses and he shouldn't have won any race. He shouldn't have won any race, but he had such a huge heart and the strength and the power in that heart. So that's our hearts. His strength, his power, his love. His love never fails. His love is unstoppable. His love is unconquerable but it's heart to heart. And I really believe that's this house and that's why we have testimonies. That's why we're hearing these things because people are getting, they're hunkering down with their yes. Here's my yes. A mama's heart that said yes. A worship leader that said, wait a minute, he is my promise keeper. He keeps my promise. See, what she was saying was prophetic. Do, do you recognize a prophetic voice? Do you recognize prophetic worship? Do you have a have a yes, yes? He is my promise. He is my answer. The promise is the word. He is the word. He's above all things. His name is above all. Why? Because he's the word that's above all. So our foundation has to be Jesus Christ. It has to be the word. So is this not working or is it dead? I like slides. So visualize that hand. The hand of God is hope. Psalm 91 says, hope holds you. Today, hope holds you. Today, the future holds you. And the future's good. And the hand is full of the word of God. Thoughts for good. Thoughts for good are not here. Because that will, that, will, that will fall like a, like a tower. It'll be crushed. Thoughts for good are here. There's good thoughts for you today. He's speaking to you today. Today, during worship, he was speaking to you because you were responding to love. So the lover of your soul was speaking to you. In your quiet moments, in your yes, in your surrender, that's where you give your heart wide open, with your wounds, with your wounds. And then there's a testimony of God coming into your wound. We all need testimony of, of the love of God in us. And I really believe that God has activated his prophetic voice in this house. It's obviously in the worship, it's in this house. What's a prophetic voice? Prophetic voice is God says, I wish all would prophesy. In other words, I've given you ears to hear, hear me. Put your heart to, to, to my heart and hear me. Put your ear to my heart, God says, and hear me. I'm always speaking. The radio waves are on, the TV waves are on, everything that you can do to get the media of heaven the audio of heaven, God speaks to your heart and life happens when you say it out because he needs a voice. You're the voice. Unless you hear the audible voice of God, unless this house just becomes the audible voice of God or there's writing on the wall, I don't know, but he is the word that lives in you. Jesus lives in you and you are the voice. So what you're speaking is life and life builds this house. Life edifies the body of Christ. Life is not afraid. You see, we all come here with wounds. Wounds carry fear. They carry lies. There's wounds that come from being parented. There's wounds that come from brothers and sisters. Wounds that come from mom and wounds that come from dad. There's wounds that come from having leadership and pastors. Oh, I'm not going there again. I'm not going back to my, I'm not gonna let my mom and dad love me because they're not safe. They're not safe. God gives us people in our lives that are safe, but they also have a no. That's authority. That's the banks of the river. There is no fear. When I hear people tell me about their fears and they want me to agree with them, Jesus wouldn't. Why would I? I've got to bring the truth to them. Maybe they're not ready for it. They'll find someone else. God will bring the truth to them. we have heard testimonies here about Robin Hood. That was a prophetic voice that activated destiny in the person. Having a prophetic, a prophecy over you activates destiny, and you walk into it. So when you were prayed for here, I can guarantee you almost every word is prophetic. Like when I pray for people, I don't say, thus saith the Lord or God's saying. I'm just hearing God and speaking. He's watching over that word to perform. It's not my job. He knows when the seed where the seed needs to go. He knows the fruit of that seed. He knows the harvest of that seed because he wants that harvest in their lives. How fast that happens, the process, I don't know. It's a Kairos moment. God knows. And so here we are, we're, we're, we're hidden in Christ here. And I believe, that, like, I, I believe that we all stand on the word. And every person here has a life word. Every person here has a season word. And I mean a verse that you're standing on for a season, maybe it's a word that you got when you were baptized, but you're standing on the word of God and you're standing on the promise. And he's, the more you proclaim it and the more that you say it, he goes, oh, I can watch over that. He can't watch over something that's death. He doesn't watch over death. He watches over life. A wise woman builds her house, what? With words of life. She speaks life over her children, her family, her church. She's not afraid. See, listen, we need to listen. The only way that God's really been changing my heart is I've listened to what comes out of my mouth, and I and I know I know when it's fear. And there's a shaking in the earth right now, and it's a shaking of fear. And it started in COVID, and it started with your lungs, and it started with your breath. What are you going to breathe in? Holy Spirit. You know what's gonna come out of you when you breathe Holy Spirit? The fruit of Holy Spirit. Breathe in peace. I've given you peace. Every day, he says, I have given you. I have. It's past tense. So the peace of God crushes Satan beneath your feet. You have a hope. God has given us his son. The Father has given us his son. And he freely gives us all things. God's not withholding anything. He's not saying, well, I can. Well, I can. Well, I can. He said, I'm willing. I have and I will. You're being saved. You are saved. You're being saved and you'll be fully saved. This, the being saved is us letting go. It's fall. It's time to let go. You can't go into a new season holding on to the old one. You just can't. Because God won't violate who he is. You can't be, you can't be 16. You can't be five and want to be 16. You can't talk like a six-year-old, 16-year-old and still be five. You've got to process every age. It's God loves growth. He just wants to grow in your life. He just wants to live in your life. He just wants his children. He wants to live in your house, this house, this heart. He calls this a temple. He calls this his dwelling place. He calls this Eden. He says, oh, I love to live in your house. And he watches over your, this word right now. Who has a yes? Who has a surrender? Yes, I want you to live and move and have your being in me. He's not saying, I'll live there when you're perfect. No. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He wants to live, he wants to love you here because he wants to kick out condemnation. He he wants to kick out that spirit of perfectionism. He says, wow. He says, I just want you to live fully being you. Just be you. Just be you. So this is, The word, the word, the word. This is the back to basics, let me tell you. This is a prophetic word. Back to basics. This is what God is doing in this season. It's back to your first love. Wherever you left your first love for knowledge and information. You know, God says, who's bewitched you? I love you. I like you. I love living in your house. I love growing with you. You surprise me. He loves it when you surprise him. He lives in your house because it's his calling. It's his purpose. We partner heart to heart. We start to know, oh, this is the passion of my heart. This is my calling. This is my purpose. You can't take anyone else's away and you can't make anyone else have yours. It's a gift from God. He created you. He spoke to himself. He said, let us make diana in our image and likeness who he spoke to himself and he called out diana created in his image and likeness we can't create our image and likeness because it's his so we let him reveal to us more and more who we are as we grow your kids when you're 5 year old Your five-year-old doesn't know what your 16-year-old knows because your 16-year-old knows by experience and encounter. It's not information. The Word isn't information, it's a revelation. When you read the Word, Holy Spirit, reveal who God is in this. Reveal who I am. Here I am. I'm listening. I need to encounter you. I need to experience you. Otherwise, it's just a literal translation. It's a law to be kept. Jesus broke that law a lot, didn't he? (laughs) Jesus confounded the Pharisees, the Sadducees, because they read what was written. He lived being a son of God. He lived free to be a son of God. He broke a lot of things that were written, because he said, but I say, but I say. Have you heard him say that to you? But I say, that's what he speaks to your heart. But I say, because we will interpret wrong. If we've been wounded by parents, that's how we're going to filter the word. If we've been wounded by pastors or bosses or siblings, we're going to filter the word through that. It's a holy word. It's from his mouth. It's from his heart. He is the word, and it's substance in us. And he's raising up the family of God. He is building his church. We are living stones. We eat living bread. Our words are living. They are life-giving. And God says, I'm going to watch over that to perform that. And that's all he's looking for. Prayer in this season is proclaiming and declaring and commanding. I command what I hear. I proclaim what I read. I declare truth. That's what God wants. Because you know what? He wants his will done because his will is abundant life. His will is every promise. His will is one body. See, the two hearts in the hand, it has a, uh, for junction, and the cross is the J. He, He was crucified on our cross. So when you look at the nails in his feet, he stood on my nail of judgment. So mercy's new every morning. He took my judgment. He took yours. There's no account book in here. Do you know that someone else's account book of an injustice, of being wounded, of being sinned against will cause you fear? Jesus doesn't have an account book of anybody in this room. Nobody. But it will draw. You can come into agreement with fear what other people say or you can stand on the truth and say, you know what? There's some truth in that but there's a greater reality. Jesus is the truth. The truth is not a word that's not living. Jesus is the truth, the spirit of truth, living word, the anointed word. We are word and spirit. If you only have the word, you're going to go like this in the wilderness and you're never going to get your freedom. You're never going to get delivered. You're never going to come into Christ, but you'll have the word. You'll have the word, frontwards and backwards, but you're going to go nowhere but in the wilderness. You won't come out. They came out into Christ. They came out into Jesus Christ. They came out into the promised land, the one who is the promise. The veil was removed in communion. I love you. I love you. And he says, I adore you. I adore you. I adore you. You're worthy. Do you discern the the body of Christ? See, most people think discernment is, yeah, I discern their sin. Yep. (laughs) God says, do you discern my body, Jesus says, the body of Christ, worthy and valuable and precious? Do you discern that in every person in here? Or do you discern sin? Because you'll be afraid of people if you discern their sin. Their strength will cause you to be afraid. Jesus, I think, intimidated a lot of people. Because he was fully persuaded and fully confident. And they didn't like that. Pharisees and Sadducees didn't like that. He was fully confident in who was fought, fully confident in the faithfulness of his father. Fully persuaded of the word. Fully persuaded of who his father was. So he was fully persuaded who he was. He couldn't be shaken from that place. He couldn't be shaken from the call of God on his life, his purpose. Even if everybody said, no, you're not the Lamb of God. Oh, wait a minute. This is God walking in our midst? You're not God. (laughs) Like basically they said to God, no thanks. Totally rejected God when they saw Jesus. Total rejection of God. And God said, I have sent my son. He's going to go to the cross and die because we're going to die, all of us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're going to die to rejection. We're going to die to being abandoned so that we can live So that everybody that is in the bondage of rejection and abandonment they shall live too god's so humble so there's things in this season that you gotta let go of fear of the future fear of man that's a big one that's huge doubt and unbelief, hopelessness it's just different to every person in this building but you know what happens when you let go and the leaves fall this is from my grandson if you don't let go of the dead things the leaves that are falling You'll never see the beauty of the snow. His words like snow. Every time it snows, I go outside and I look at the snow and I go, no two snowflakes alike. Oh, it's snowing. It's snowing the word. Here I am. It may look like a dormant season, but here's the word of God be still and know that i am god i will be exalted be still pause reflect okay we've had covid did you were you still did you were you still and you knew the love of daddy that he had your future he has your health that there's no fear of the economy this is what this is what danielle said she said god is not restrained by rules or governments are you afraid of the government you have to be really honest Are you afraid of what the government's doing to Christians? This is my government process, only it started smaller. I started with somebody coming to me and saying, I wanna work in two locations in my business, it's North America wide, there's thousands of locations, and I'm gonna ask them if I can. So she asked her business and her business said, no, the policy of this company is you work at one location, you are not allowed to work at two. I prayed, we prayed the North American company with thousands of locations and tens of thousands of employees changed their policy. She worked at two locations. Then there was a man, a salesman. He was only allowed to sell the product for his company. He wasn't allowed to sell any other product for any other company. Tech or Kaminko at the time, said, can you sell this product for us? We don't know what to do with it. We don't have a salesman. So he went to his company that said, no, 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 never. So then he went up the chain and they said, yes, you can. Yes, you can. See, this is governmental favor. So knowing that when I pray for people, I know that everybody's highly favored, whatever mountain God's called them to. I don't know what mountain they're called to, but I hear something that's activating their purpose and their calling. And so I had a young man that was, I said to him, I was just prophesying over him one day, you know, you get really weird words when you prophesy over people, because God gives you a spirit of knowing, and you read their email, and you're like, I have no idea what that means. And I said to him, your house is a Rubik's Cube. And he goes, oh, there's four of us that live in the house, and that's what all four of us call it. So I I got to get to know him and prophesy over him more. So that means there's a yes here. Yeah, you are speaking the truth. I I agree that you are bringing, you know, you, well, you know me? Like, how do you know me? Well, God knows you. And he's just trying to encourage you. He's trying to tell you, I see you. I see you. I see you. I hear your heart. I know what you're doing. I'm with you. And so then the day came, he just showed up in a prayer meeting, 24 people. And he said, um, I signed up to go into the RCMP, and the whole room went, oh! Total fear, and I'm like, well, I know why, because that would probably be my first reaction if my child did that, too, because I'd be like, oh, God better be in that, you know? Fear, and his parents, we've learned after that, his parents were totally opposed. Everybody on leadership in the church was totally opposed. That is not the will of God. See, we don't know the will of God in other people's lives. They do. And most people that walk in the will of God will be opposed. Whatever God's called you to, you will be opposed. The enemy will try to stop you from, we've talked about walking forward. The enemy will try to stop you. You have to keep walking forward. It's really important. So then I said, God, everybody doesn't want him to. What's with that? I, all I said was, I put my head on God's heart. I put my ear there and I said, and what do you say? And God gave me a vision of this man, about 55 years old, maybe 55, 60. And he said, I've called this man to walk alongside the Prime Minister of Canada. He's gonna finish his RCMP, he's going to retire, but he's gonna go into some kind of service of protecting the Prime Minister. And he showed me the Prime Minister and this RCMP man going up an elevator and in the elevator, this RCMP man that was born for that Kairos moment, he spoke to the Prime Minister about something the Prime Minister was talking to him about, a fear. And he changed the Prime Minister's mind. I don't know if it was going to be a law that affected all of Canada. I don't know if it was going to be a constitutional thing. I don't know if it was a time of war. I don't know if it was a time of global economy failing I don't know what the time was all I saw was the purpose and calling for that one moment upon that person's life and I said this is what I'm born for so I told him and he and I didn't tell him about the Prime Minister stuff because he's got to figure that out himself but I told him God's favors on you for the RCMP and guess what he went straight into having authority issues because you know what? Whatever greatness God calls you to, he wants to know you submit to his authority because authority is a hateful word. But authority is life. See, we think authority is power. Those people are gonna lord over us and have power over us. No, they're gonna give you life. Have you been getting life? See, people that receive life have a testimony afterwards because the word is life. You speak the word, God watches over it, the person receives it, it's a seed, and there's a harvest. So authority isn't a dirty word. It's submit unto his grace. He will empower the walk. He will empower your future. He will empower his calling and his destiny in you. So that's what the prophetic prayer ministry is doing, activating the seed of Christ, activating the dreams that have died. Dreams have died. Purpose has died. If you're older, you might think your dream has died. Your dream has not died. You still make an impact in this earth. And so I just wanna um, speak a few scriptures over us. Um, I'm gonna speak my favorite and I speak it different all the time. And so is it life? Is it? Can I say it's from this version, that version, this version? No, it's how God, the word of God in me is becoming su- substance because it's my life scripture that God has put in me and he's always speaking it through me and I speak it through for many people. And it's, Isaiah 54:17 No weapon formed against your church God shall prosper. Almighty God will silence every voice that would raise up and accuse his name. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication will come from me. I the Lord have spoken. And they all said, Amen. We say amen to the word. Yes and amen. The promises are yes and amen. The word of God is yes and amen. So find something. If he's speaking to you, if he's just saying, I really like you, and he's healing a place in you that you don't feel liked, just start agreeing with it. You really like me. And he's watching, oh, that's the word I want to watch over to perform it. It pleases me. It's going to accomplish or what it's sent to do. Remember, where's the rain? Where's the rain come from? It doesn't come from heaven, it comes from you, the condensation. Your prayers, you speaking the word, your declarations, life coming from your mouth, it has to be life, it has to be truth, it has to be who he is. It goes up and makes a cloud and rains back on you, snows back on you to give it away on your ground. I'm just, it's interesting not using the PowerPoint because when I came here, I really didn't want to use the PowerPoint. Now I don't have it. Now I don't know what to do. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, um, God is shaking. Oh, I have to have this scripture because it's on the PowerPoint. I don't even know what version it is. But God is shaking. It says in Hebrews 12, God is shaking the systems of this world. Has COVID shaken the systems of this world? Well, what if God's in that, too? What if we thought the medical system was, we have the best, but God's saying, yeah, I'm going to shake that. We have the best government. Yeah, I'm going to shake that, too. I don't know if anybody says the first thing very often, but, <laughs> yeah, we're going to shake that, too. We're going to shake the education system. I tell you right now, the schools are absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. So, God, Why? because God said, I'm in that, I'm shaking it, I wanna get my people in, I want the dominion, I want my kingdom dominion, kingdom dominion never comes over top, authority of life always comes under to lift people up, comes in with the truth, comes in with wisdom, comes in with counsel, counsel's light, comes in and changes the whole system That's what God's looking for. He's not looking for a takeover kingdom. His takeover kingdom is taking you over. So he's shaking everything in you that can be shaken. Are you trembling? It's called fear. Are you trembling with excitement or are you trembling with fear? He's pressing us. It's a pressing moment. And he's shaking the systems of the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shake this. He's shaking the systems of the church, of religion and law. He's shaking the very foundation. That's why it's back to basics. It's back to the word it's back to mercy and grace. It's back to the substance of who He is and who you are. That's the foundation. He's shaking the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. In this place, thank you, Jesus. It's the final removal of things that are shaking the old order. You have to let go of old things. You can't receive the new. It's a law on the earth. It's His. It's a choice. It's a yes. It's I surrender. Only what is unshakable will remain. Christ in you cannot be shaken. Unshaken, unmovable, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the economy is doing, no matter what your health is doing, no matter your relationships, no matter what you think the church is doing right or wrong, Christ is in the center and he's unshakable because he is the bridegroom and we are the bride. So he's shaking everything that's not the bride. He's shaking everything that doesn't look like him because two hearts are one. He's bringing the spirit of unity. But guess what? There's fear of unity. There's fear of the love of God. There's fear of the love of daddy. There's the fear of people, fear of man. So he's shaking it because he loves us. And so Christ is our solid rock. He is the word we stand on. He is the word in our mouth. This is, the, this is where your prayer groups are coming together to speak the truth. This is back to basics back to basics wherever we've left that in any way we need to be speaking truth it's like i think of Troy. even when i look at him i think of troy just calling his son home let's talk about this son and then the father brings truth peace to the shaky let's talk about this that's heart to heart that's the father's heart he wants just to talk with you he just wants a relationship he just wants communion he wants to give you a drink of life he wants to give you living bread his living word and whatever you're going through what is your this hold it open to god this is this is it. this and he'll bring fathers and mothers if you want to listen to fathers and mothers the house is full of fathers and mothers there's wonderful things happening in this place so it says it goes on to say we are receiving our rights for an unshakable kingdom Jesus is the gift, and our right is an unshakable kingdom. Christ in us, our hope of glory. Christ, the solid rock on which we stand, the hope of the future. This is unshakable, an unshakable kingdom. His kingdom has no end. There's no end to his government. There's no end to his peace. There's no end to his kingdom. There's no end to his love. Nothing about God can be measured. So if our head thinks, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got a drop. Are you kidding me? I've got a beasley little drop. I need more of him. Here's my heart. I need more of you today than yesterday. And it says here, because we have an unshakable kingdom, we're not the people in Canada that are shaken by COVID. We're not shaken by the government. We're not shaken by stats about the church. Those are just stats. (laughs) What's he saying about his church and his bride? How does he see her? That's the truth we have to speak because he watches over it to perform it but he can't watch over the lies, even if it's a reality, because the greater reality is God declared a harvest, so he needed a seed, because he saw a harvest. So he said, will you be the seed in the ground? Will you be the seed of truth? Will you be the word? Will you become the substance of the word of Jesus Christ? So because we are thankful, and this is our worship, We are extremely thankful to God for what he has done. It is finished. We're not trying to get God to do something. We're just getting revelation. We're just having an encounter. We're having an experience. Our minds are being transformed. They're not conformed to the spirit of the world. They're not conformed to the spirit of religion. They're not conformed to the spirit of promiscuity. Our minds are conformed by the spirit of truth and that's in our hearts where we believe. And so because we are extremely thankful for a holy God, the purest worship that delights his heart, we will lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. So all it is is here I am, I surrender, then he puts something in your heart that's the truth that makes you free. That truth, that freedom you've always wanted happens because the truth makes you free. The word of God makes you free. It makes you free, you're free. You're free to be loved. You're free to love him. You're free to be you. Nobody else can be you. We can't determine every other person's calling or purpose. We will if we're afraid. We will. We will determine other people's callings and their purpose if we're afraid of them. But I'm telling you, it's God in us that's our freedom. So I'll just read these two scriptures really fast. Matthew 7:24. Jesus said, those who hear these words of mine and you put them into practice, you're like a wise man. You built your house on the rock. Christ builds God's house in us, and we agree in this partnership. We agree with truth. We're not sinking sand. We stand upon the truth. We, stand up, we are his house. He lives in us. He's building his house, and we're partnershiping. The house did not fail. The government can fail. <laughs> Nations can fail. Kings can fail. His house cannot fail. He's building it. We just need a partnership. He's gone before us. Do you believe he's gone? Do you have enough hope for this church and this family that God knew everything that was going to happen and he went before us? Yeah, Isn't he good? So it's an unshakable kingdom. We're just lifting up our yes. His kingdom cannot be shaken. So when the king's in you, the dominion of the spirit of truth, the word of God is in you, you cannot be shaken. You cannot be shaken. So, guess what? If you're shaking in this time, if you're shaking because of what the government's doing, if you're shaking because of the fear of man, if you're shaking because of your circumstance that's surrounding you, God says, I'm in you and I can't be shaken. I'm unmovable in this. You can't move me. That's who you are. That's who He is in you. And so, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that our two hearts are one. I thank you, God, that for communion. Oh, I thank you that we hear your heart. Thank you that you brought two hearts together to make them one in your hands because of your cross, because of your sacrifice of love, Jesus, that your resurrection life, your spirit of unity in all of us is oneness, the, the very thing, the desire of your heart, Jesus something that makes you so joyful. and That's why this house is a house of celebration, because you are happy that we are drinking your spirit of unity, your spirit of counsel, light to darkness. We're not afraid of darkness. We're light. Our papa's light. We're children of light. When we walk in the room, the light goes on. Even if the light is not on in the room, we're the light in the room. So Jesus... Jesus, beautiful Jesus, beautiful Lamb of God, would you cause your church to so shine that her light just increases that she's a city set on a hill, that she's not afraid of what's going on in the valleys. She's not afraid of what she hears or sees or knows naturally. She knows the greater reality of the bride and the bridegroom, and this house's worship will be the song of the bride and the bridegroom. There'll be a song of love. We thank you that you made the way, Jesus. You're the waymaker. You made the way to the Father. Thank you that we've been reconciled in your love. It's finished. That we are rising up as sons and daughters like Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your spirit of adoption. Thank you for your spirit of sonship upon us. Thank you, God, you take away the slave mindset. You give us a believing heart. We believe you. We believe who we are. We just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.